Jumping in on Manx Radio with Howard and Chris Kane. Hello, good evening, and welcome. And here we go. On the merry-go-round once again, it's Saturday night, nine o'clock, as the years roll by, or the months roll by, I don't know where the time goes, sure it wasn't a week since the last one. Nonetheless, it is that time for the best in modern and contemporary jazz, it's jumping in with myself, H. And me, Chris, yes, welcome along to this week's show, and as usual we've got a selection of the finest modern jazz around, as well as a new flagship for the Steam Packet Company with the arrival of the Manxman, and with capacity of 300 more than its sister ship, the Ben McCree, it'll be the largest vessel the company has ever operated. Even the cabins look luxurious enough for the odd round-the-islands cruisers, perhaps. We should suggest a few jazz cruisers to get us along. Now, H, what's been floating your boat this week, and what's left you picking barnacles off the bottom or has sunk without trace? Ah, I'm always picking barnacles off my bottom. Um, yeah, we've got some boundless fusion with Irresistible Groove, a new one from the Austrian syndicate on act, an old one, which I picked up of uh, Bramford Marsalis, but uh, anything with Bramford Marsalis's name on is always going to be good. And of course, he was here only recently, the Harvey O'Higgins Project. We had a little chat with Dave O'Higgins and uh, their latest one out, That's the Way to Live. And uh, well, for me, we mark, we find, we balance, and to get us underway, we shall Here's the brilliant trombonist Marshall Gilks with an old favourite from the pens of Harold Arnold and Johnny Mercer, My Shining Hour. And if you have a long memory, it first appeared in the 1943 film The Sky's the Limit with Fred Astaire and Sally Sweetland. Have a listen.
My shining hour from the remarkable trombonist, composer and educator Marshall Gilks. It's pretty rare to hear a slide trombone played with such verve and accuracy in what must be a fairly strenuous workout. The album from 2015 is simply called Cologne. Cologne, and the work was put together as part of a farewell tour celebrating the end of his four-year tenure as a composer and musician with the WDR Big Band. The album came out back in 2015. If you find a copy, buy it. I promise you won't be disappointed, and you can revel in the company of some, frankly, gymnastic slide playing. You can't beat a bit of gymnastic slide playing. Yeah, I'm not a great fan of the trombone normally, but that is uh, very fine. And in the, right, in the right hands, I really enjoy it. And other times, I just think, oh, no, doesn't do it for me. But uh, fine playing there, I must admit. Not an instrument I've ever tried at all. Looks very, very difficult to me. Um, yes, Boundless Fusion Jazz with Irresistible Groove. And that's how the new one by uh, the Austrian Syndicate is called. The phrase brings to mind, of course, perhaps the most famous of all Austrians in jazz, Joe Zavano. But this is a new project from David Hellbock. And as it says in the notes, it's more than just a homage to his compatriot. It's uh, certainly full of uh, groove and danceable rhythms, I would say, and some uh, big names as well. Lakeisha Benjamin guesting amongst others. And she is indeed on this one, the ups and the downs. Yeah. 
Well, there's no doubting it is groovy, uh, funky, uh, irresistible, danceable, uh, any of the above, I suppose. Whether you want a whole album of that, I, I don't know. I suppose not. Great for the car, I uh, imagine. Parties, etc. Maybe the opposite of what we sometimes say a good one to have with whiskey late at night. Maybe that one is for the car, um, for the dance floor, and uh, certainly as much for the feet as it is for the head. But good music nonetheless. David Holbeck with his uh, Austrian syndicate. And uh, he's been able to bring in some of the best rhythm sections in the Australian jazz world. I say Australian, sorry. Austrian, I should say. <laughs> not Australian. Both got her jazz. Uh, <laughs> they do both have. Good jazzers amongst them. Uh, Ralph Prusci on the bass and uh, ukulele as well. The drummer Herbert Perker and percussionist Claudia Spieler. And uh, Quintet also has one American in it, the pianist Peter Madsen and Hellbox. Stellar international guests shine brightly, as it's noted. Maria Yao, Fred Wesley, Daffy Youssef, Alex Acuna, played of course with the Weather Report, and Lakeisha Benjamin, one of the great young sax stars on the block at the moment have been really enjoying some of her stuff. Practically everything I knew about music and jazz I learned from Zavinel. Uh, Helberg says about his former teacher and mentor in these days. He says a true piano hero but uh, little known outside specialist circles. Wonderful stuff and uh, yeah, uh, it's definitely, I haven't heard all of it yet, I've only heard a few tracks but what you hear there is pretty much what you get and it's a boundless fusion uh, and could be, as it's noted by one of the critics, Austrian Syndicate might prove to be one of the feel-good, no, make that feel-great albums of the year. It's out on Act. Check it out. And it is David Helbock, not Holbeck. I know you gave him both options there. But if you catch his random control, his own trio, fascinating stuff as well, with some 23 instruments shared between the three of them. But uh, yes, it's a not bad album at all, and a lot of great guests, and it does move around in style a little bit, but all with a groove. Now, next for me, some wonderful young Finnish players, the Marty Vasala Soundpost Quintet. Here they are with Landmark, the title track from their recently released album on the Odd label.
Landmarks, played there by Marty Vassella and the Soundpost Quintet. Uh, they've been on the scene since 2010, a regular fixture on the Finnish jazz scene. Trumpeter Vassala says of the album, Landmarks is a deeply personal statement of great calm, longing and space. The autobiographical album was written by Marty Vassala during a period, he says, of his personal turmoil and it deals with a search for peace within and the power of change. It actually puts me in the mind of uh, ECM releases, possibly Mascalero, and I can't mm. really think of a higher compliment than that. Uh, amen to that. <laughs> Dave O'Higgins, Graham Harvey, Jeremy Brown, Josh Morrison, the Harvey O'Higgins Project. From their CD, That's the Way to Live. And if you were lucky enough, you might have been down with us at the Erin Art Centre for the last night of this year's Mananan Art Festival. All was a wonderful deal, which they were playing there. Not with actually Josh Morrison on drums. He couldn't make it, unfortunately. Matt Skelton, uh, wonderful depth there. But great to hear some live jazz at the Mananan. And we dropped by. Just catch the boys if they were enjoying a beer after the gig to have a quick word about the music, the band, the latest CD. And we began by asking, saying it wasn't so much a welcome back as welcome to the Isle of Man because they hadn't been before. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, it's great to be here in the Isle of Man for the first time ever. And... Um, uh good to be here with these great musicians as well the uh, harvey o'higgins project so tell us how the project came together then um let me see uh i guess graham and i have been playing together for many many two years bands with the same people in it. two bands Both, i was leading one band that had these people and dave had a quartet as well and we decided to amalgamate it so that's more or less what yeah. happened isn't it mm-hmm. yeah and then we we struggled for a name because it's a collective, and in the end, two people's names seemed a bit more sensible than all four, but actually, we're all in this thing together, because we all love the music. Yeah. I have to say, we quite often play, uh, there's a lot of Polish jazz out there, and I picked up an album, and I can't tell you what it was, but it had four people's <laughs> names, and it's bad enough trying to pronounce one Polish name, uh, let alone to put four together, but a, a really nice set this evening, and a nice mixture of, uh, obviously, uh, original material, uh, including your back garden, with a little bit of summertime <laughs> thrown in, obviously uh, taking advantage of the windy weather outside, but also some nice show tunes in there. And we're just thinking about show tunes. It's There's so many great tunes out there. And in fact, uh, My Fair Lady, obviously famously Andre Previn, or Preview, as uh, would be said by Morecambe and Wise, and um, uh, George Shearing before him, and, and also many great others. But I thought about 
what about all the new musicals that are coming out? Because quite often there's some good tunes, but I haven't heard a great many take it into the jazz canon. And I thought also, is there a show that just grabs somebody, thinking of Cannibal Adderley when he did Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah. So was that a particular favourite, or was it because of some of those other recordings that you were led to playing uh, that particular tune? Uh, I, th- I think what happens is you, maybe you play the tune on another gig with another artist or something, and certain ones, like, like it did in the 50s, you know... Uh, yeah. Dave Brubeck would record something and the next thing you know, other bands are playing yeah, it. Sure. So, you know, those tunes are just great. The, I think the ethos of the band is that we, there's enough great material over the history of the last hundred years that we, we don't have to look far to get the most out of those kind of tunes. You know, they're still difficult and they still give you a, a lot of space to improvise. Yeah. So it's improvisation is our key, not innovation. We're not breaking any rules or doing anything crazy. It's bad enough trying to improvise, you know. <laughs> Don't just talk to me. Talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say, it's got your names at the front, but you said during the chat in between, it's very much collective. Yeah, um, I guess, you know, it came about because, as Graham said, we had two bands which basically had the same lineup, And um, so we thought, well, why are we both hustling for, you know, gigs under our own name? We should just combine and... um, you know, wanted to get everyone as invested into it as possible, and the guys were up for it. So, um, but they sort of generously demurred when it came to putting their names in the title to avoid the Polish syndrome. Um, you were happy with Jeremy, were you? you didn't. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I know my place. <laughs> actually, um, and I looked down on him. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Graham and Jeremy looked down on all the rest of us because they're both like six foot six or something ridiculous. But um, no, the Harvey O'Higgins thing was actually a funny kind of coincidence because as it turns out, there is a Harvey O'Higgins who was an Irish journalist and kind of free thinker and early feminist, but, you know, really early. A lot of similarities then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, quite like our own careers. and, and much like much like the Marx Brothers, we've got a member who never speaks. Who's Josh Morrison? Who's not here today? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's been uh, lovely to get you to come over to the island. Thanks for taking the time. But it's it's been a lovely festival, this the Millennium Arts Festival, and it goes back a great many years when this was first converted from a church into uh, a venue. And in fact, we've had a good history of jazz coming. The piano was played by Stan Tracy. Wow. They put some new keys on because he left a burning cigarette. I think you set fire to the top. Yeah, yeah. A, a jazz cigarette, as he described. <laughs> We can uh, imagine only what happened there. But there's been a number of other lovely pianists over as well. The great John Taylor, who's a favourite of mine very much so. Uh, Gwilym Simcock has uh, played in Gareth a couple of years ago. Was a, uh, so we've we done well to have some lovely jazz people come to the Isle of Man. But uh, what have you got lined up next? The album's obviously just out. Is there a tour supporting the album? Um, let me see. It, yeah, it's a kind of rolling amount of gigs because we recorded this album, uh, as I said to the audience, um, Basically, the day, it was pretty much the day before the lockdown happened or two days before the first lockdown. We just kind of managed to get it in in time. Um, So coming out of lockdown, no one had a plan. You know, there were no promoters or musicians knew what the hell was going on. So we just... (laughs) I hope the mic won't pick that up. (laughs) Well, I think it did. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Anyway, um, so... um, uh, yeah, we didn't really know how to proceed from that, and we just kind of took all the gigs we could, and you know, 
did what we could and and I think that's been the pro the, the general plan and a couple of other projects I've had going with other people as well that you really do take what you can get at the mm. moment out of lockdown because you know, everyone's operating on a very different schedule. Some people are, are planning only a few weeks ahead because they don't want to commit themselves to things that, that might, might go wrong. Uh, by the same token, there's also people who figure they owe people gigs from before the lockdown and are trying to work through two years' worth of of cancelled gigs before they book anything new. So so promoters are booking anything from like two weeks ahead to two years ahead at the moment. So the logistics that much harder post-lockdown with you're all busy sort of with your own different projects just getting together even? Yeah, and also the price of a pint has gone up so yeah, meteorically. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking to uh, Ralph Towner just uh, last year's oh, London Jazz yeah. Festival, and we've uh, been fortunate to meet him a few times before. And uh, he was saying, coming out of it, and obviously Ralph's got a, a bit of age on him, but he said he found it very hard to get his concert head back on because he'd been so used to just playing at home and not having an audience to deal with and having to concentrate on different things at once. I think one thing London is very lucky to have is a number of great jazz venues which have all survived. New York lost a few during the lockdown, of course, and it's harder coming back. But the other thing I wanted to ask is, somebody said to me, oh, I remember I've got a great recording of the Dave O'Higgins Biggish Band, quite a while ago, I have to say. But there's a number of lovely big bands around, a lot of youngsters playing in big bands, which can't possibly make money when they go out to do it, but obviously give a great deal of pleasure. I know we spoke with Gareth Lecrane, who said he was hoping to get another one out again. Do you think the scene in London is really healthy coming out of uh, colleges and coming into the into the music? Yeah, I think there's... I mean, there's a lot of great musicians coming up um, and it, it seems to be a sort of never ending flow in spite of maybe the dwindling demand and fin financial remuneration that's mm. that's available. Um, people just keep on wanting to do it, which says something for the music. You know, it seems to sort of get into people. You get the bug, and you kind of have to do it. You're 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 sort of on a mission, like the Blues Brothers. You know, on a mission from God, yeah. <laughs> whoever she is.
yes. Tropical paradise ending up our little uh, piece with Dave O'Higgins there. That's the way to live their album with the O'Higgins or Harvey O'Higgins project. Dave O'Higgins, Graham Harvey, Jeremy Brown on the bass, Josh Morrison, who wasn't at the Aaron Arts Centre, sadly, uh, but the equally wonderful Matt Skelton was there on drums. And Tropical Paradise, Dave told us, was written because... His wife's a keen gardener and the little tropical paradise they have at the back of their Brixton home kept them going through lockdown. That was uh, recorded on Dave's own label in his own studio, the JVG studio in Brixton in uh, 2020, just as lockdown was about to uh, come into place, as it were. So that one was Tropical Paradise. Before that, we heard a segment of, um, yeah, you've got it, segment by Charlie Parker. Cracking album, well worthwhile, and sorry if you didn't get down to the gig, but who knows, he might come back. And they were all enjoying a Bushy's beer when we spoke to them too, and why not? Now, a young sax player making a name for himself on the New York scene, Alex uh, Lowray, or Law, is his name is capital L-O, capital R-E, but we'll go with Law. Praised by the New York Times as a saxophonist who is making the connections among about 70 years' worth of contemplative, articulate and light-toned players, they say. Recently signed by Whirlwind, Alex Law and... Uh, Weird Ear is the name of his band, and Weird Ear's new album is called Evening Will Find Itself. And in a slightly unusual move, they released a single to promote the album, which doesn't actually appear on it. Here's their take on Thelonious Monk's Baia. Thank you. 
The Wonderful, Bramford Marsalis, from his Scenes in the City album, which uh, I picked up on CD recently. I don't know whether I had it on cassette or something. I, I used to play it time. in the car on cassette. Yeah. That was it. I actually got it on CD as well. Wonderful stuff. Kenny Kirkland, yeah. of course, the late, great Kenny Kirkland on piano, Jeff Tame Watts at the drums. Lovely stuff. And before that, with a left-of-field move that Monk himself would have approved of, we had Alex Law and Weird Ear with Baya promoting, but not on their new album, Evening Will Find Itself, which is out now on Whirlwind Records. Thanks to them for sending us a copy. Well, that's just about it for this jumping in, but before we go, we've got time for a track from a quirky and offbeat Norwegian saxophonist, pianist and composer Harold Lassen's latest release, Balans. Uh, is fourth on the Jazzland label, featuring Harold on sax, piano, flute, synth, percussion, vocals, glockenspiel and field recordings. And surprisingly, he still has room for an additional quartet of Sander Eriksson Nordahl on guitar, Sovid Vang on clarinet, Stian Andersen on bass and Tori Flatjord on the drums. Here's Da 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 Di Da. Look out yourselves and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. <laughs> 